Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now the devil, he will maneuver you into a losing position if he can. He does not mind giving up a little ground to get you where he wants you so he can win in the long run. I remember as a child I played checkers some with my grandfather. Now, many times I would grin and think that I was really winning the game. And then grandfather would maneuver me into a position so that when he had made a jump, he would take nearly every man I had. And I never won a game in my life. He, he won every one of them. Now, you know, the devil is similar in his action. He does not mind giving a little ground here, you know, just leading you on until he can maneuver you into the right position and then jump every man, so to speak, that you have. Now, get with God's word and stay with it. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today, we continue the series Right and Wrong Thinking by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message. You see, these are the things that are whipping us. We, we confess one moment that He heard us. And then again, by our wrong action, uh, we're confessing that He didn't hear us. And so we're doing the same thing over and over again and never getting anywhere and never getting an answer to prayer. You know, a man would never get a house built if he put the foundation in one day and took it out the next, repeating that act again and again, day after day. He'd never get a house built. Yet we do this very same thing, spiritually speaking. Very often a husband and wife will pray at home, claim that God had heard them, and thank him because he did hear them. Then they'll go out into the public or to church and they'll say to somebody, uh, you all pray for us. Well, uh, you see, if they've already prayed, then what they ought to say is you thank God for us because we believe that he heard us. Sometimes they confess the wrong thing by saying, will you pray again? Then they're confessing it didn't work. He didn't hear me. We must take a stand on God's Word because we have His Word for it that He did hear us and hold fast to our confession that He heard us. You know, once I say to God in prayer that I believe He has heard my prayer, I would hold to that confession with the tenacity of a bulldog and not turn it loose. And, and if I'll do that, for I'm told in Hebrews 4.14 to hold fast to my confession, God will make His Word good in our lives. As I said to you, wrong thinking, wrong believing, and wrong confessing, our confession will defeat us. Now then, very often we pray in the name of Jesus, and we say in the name of Jesus, I claim the answer to this prayer. Because the Father said, Jesus the Master declared that whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Now perhaps the next day it has not yet materialized. We don't have the manifestation yet for the thing we prayed. But you see, we have to walk by faith and hold fast to our confession. Now the devil, he will maneuver you into a losing position if he can. He does not mind giving up a little ground to get you where he wants you so he can win in the long run. I remember as a child, I played checkers some with my grandfather. Now, many times I would grin and think that I was really winning the game. 
and then grandfather would maneuver me into a position so that when he had made a jump, he would take nearly every man I had, and I never won a game in my life. He, he won every one of them. Now, you know the devil is similar in his action. He does not mind giving a little ground here, you know, just leading you on until he can maneuver you into the right position and then jump every man, so to speak, that you have. Now, get with God's word and stay with it. Do what Jesus said. Hold fast to your confession and fight the good fight of faith. Do not let the devil maneuver you out of your firm position of standing upon God's word. I've stood my ground for days, weeks, and even months. I did not bulge an inch. I've told the devil that I would hold fast to my confession that I would not throw in the towel of defeat. I have stood my ground many times because I know that God has heard my prayer. Now, I know it not because I see the answer, uh, but I know it because he said he heard me. I, I believe that I have the answer to the thing about which I've prayed. Now, why do I say that? Because his word said he heard me, and so I stand my ground upon his word. Only a few people, few Christians, realize that our confessions imprison us and that only the right kind of confession will set us free. It's not only our thinking, but it is the words we speak that build power or weakness into us. Our words are coins, so to speak, in the kingdom of God. Our words snare us and hold us in captivity, or they set us free. Our words become powerful in the lives of others. It's what we confess with our lips that really dominates our inner being. We unconsciously confess what we believe. The Bible said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. If we talk sickness, it's because we believe in sickness. If we talk weakness and failure, it's because we believe in weakness and failure. It's surprising what faith people have, God's people have, in wrong things. I remember reading one time from the pen of Donald G., a message in one of his books, and he was talking about the spirit of fear based on 2 Timothy 1.7, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Now, it seems that in his family, the men folk in his family had a tendency to die young around the age of 38 to 40. They, they always contracted some kind of a lung disease of some type. So consequently, he had developed a fear of this thing. And every time he caught a cold and coughed a little, you see, or something, he thought of this disease. Now, he went to the doctor who sensed that he had this great fear. And this doctor told Donald G. that because of his fear, he was opening up his whole system to that disease. That actually this fear was making his body more susceptible to the disease. Now you see, when he was about, I think, 32, Donald G. received the Holy Spirit, and God revealed uh, to him this scripture, that he hath not given us a spirit of fear. And he began to resist the devil. And he stood upon God's word. Well... He went on to be with the Lord, and I think he must have been about 80 years of age. 
Now he could have held on to his fear until the disease came upon him and that fear would have completely dominated him. You remember what Job said? Job said, that which I feared has come upon me. That which I was afraid of has happened unto me. I have a book of sermons by Dr. John G. Lake, which I think is a real faith builder. And I, I've enjoyed reading in it much through the years because it stimulates my faith. Dr. Lake was a missionary to Africa years ago in the early days and before the beginning of the modern full gospel movement. He had no financial backing of any sort. And it's amazing how God met his needs. Well, out there in Africa as a missionary, the contagious and deadly bubonic plague broke out in his area. And hundreds were dying. And many had already died. He was helping care for the sick and burying the dead. Finally, there were so many deaths and the plague grew so that the British sent a boat down to Africa with doctors, medicine, and supplies. The doctors had Lake come aboard. They noticed that he had been in the territory quite some time, he and another little uh, Dutchman, and uh, were working right with these people, caring for the sick, burying the dead, and they died uh, so fast that Lake said that they buried sometimes five and six bodies in one grave. And they, these doctors wondered why he had not contracted the disease. What was he doing to prevent contracting the disease, they asked him. Well, Lake replied, Sirs, I believe the law of life in Christ Jesus, as Romans 8 chapter said, has set me free from the law of sin and death. And as long as I walk in the light of that law of life, no disease nor germ can fasten itself to my body. Well, the doctor said, now we have this preventative and that preventative, another preventative, and they urged him to take one of the preventative medicines they had. Lake said, sirs, you may be interested in making an experiment. You will notice when these people die, they die in a convulsion with a bloody froth running from their mouths. Now you take some of the bloody froth and put it under your microscope and you will find there are millions of germs uh, alive and moving. They will live on for quite some time. But I'll take a handful of that bloody froth into my hand and thrust my hand under the microscope and you will find that every germ dies when it contacts my body. Now the doctors agreed we will try this. They made the experiment, and it was true. The germs died the minute they touched his body. Now why? Why? Well, his thinking was right. His believing was right. His confession was right. He said, Sirs, I believe, as Romans the 8th chapter said, 2nd verse, I believe the law of life in Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is the devil's law. And as long as I walk in the light of the law of life in Christ Jesus, no disease can fasten itself to my body. You see, Satan does not rule us. Now, now that was faith speaking. That was faith speaking. He was thinking in line with God's word. He, he was believing in line with God's word. His confession was in line with God's word. And it brought results. That was faith speaking. The word of God builds faith. Many times we need the faith 
that we have stimulated. And many good books written on the Word of God will help us to do it. So that's the reason we encourage people to read. But always remember this. Nothing shall be impossible to you. That is, nothing is impossible to him that believeth. Nothing is impossible with God, we know the Bible said. And so we can put it this way. Nothing shall be impossible to you if you think right, if you believe right, and if you confess right. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Right and Wrong Thinking, plus the three CD series by Ken Hagan, Victory, God's Plan for You. Both powerful resources are just $19.95. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. And hey, Oklahoma City, our, oh, our, yes. our, our satellite church over in Oklahoma City, it's at uh, 8921 Northwest Expressway, uh, Sunday evening at 6 o'clock. Experience Sunday morning on Sunday night. We are having an awesome time. Oh, it right, we're having great. a great time. Hey, yes. and listen, on the podcast, you know, you can watch... Uh, any of the Rhema Praise, uh, you can listen to, to the radio. Call today to get this month's special victory package, which includes the book by Kenneth E. Hagan, Right and Wrong Thinking, plus the three CD series by Ken Hagan, Victory, God's Plan for You. Both powerful resources are just $19.95. The number to call is 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 888 Faith 99. Make plans to join us next week at the same time and station for more of the series by Kenneth E. Hagan. That's next week here on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.